welcome to the Hey You Got This podcast mini-sode. My name is Lizzie. And my name is Stacia, and we are your co-hosts in all things weirdness wellness. And today we are excited to bring you this mini-sode, which is an update to our other episode, Hey, Are You Sober Curious? Because we wanted to dive a little deeper into the world of sober curiosity as it pertains now to quarantine times. So before, (laughs) yes, before it was more of a social aspect of drinking, And now with quarantine, I mean, yes, there are virtual happy hours happening, but it's kind of a gives us a different perspective on now as more of a coping mechanism as we are all Mm -hmm. spending more time indoors and finding ourselves more stressed, more anxious because of everything that's going on. And so it's kind of shifted for, I mean, just how we are experiencing our sober curiosity and how we're coping with drinking through this time. So we just want to give a little update and insights on what's happening for us as well as offer tips and things that might help you as you kind of find your way through this quarantine time and how and if drinking is a part of that for you. Totally. Um, Yeah. Stacia, do you want to kick it off? What are your thoughts? What have you been noticing out in the world? I mean, it's pretty crazy. So in case y'all didn't know, and you're not following me on Instagram, I have been diving deep into the world of TikTok, which is a fascinating place. And there have been a lot of good things that have come from, I honestly do really enjoy consuming TikTok media because there's a lot of really like helpful things that I've learned a lot about. There's also a lot of really terrible things that just like make me gag. (laughs) Welcome to social media. (laughs) This weird subculture of like teens being just like hypersexual and disgusting. And I just like it terrifies me. But there's also a lot of people raising awareness and sending really positive messages about good things. So but I also did notice that there is a huge trend and like a lot of the jokes, a lot of the accounts are based on drinking. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so interesting because, A, first of all, can we acknowledge that liquor stores have been deemed an essential business? Yeah, that's so crazy. If that doesn't tell you something about our culture, I don't know what Okay, here's what I think is crazy is liquor stores in Washington State are an essential business and dentists are not. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Something that actually takes care of your health and well-being. Yeah, and like, I get it because you're like in somebody's mouth. Like, I I understand why, but I do think, to your point, Stacia, it says something really interesting about our culture, that the liquor stores are still open and you can really only go to a dentist right now if you have, like, an emergency. Yeah, and there there are popular TikTok accounts. I think it's called, like, Drunk Moms, Mm -hmm. and it's these two moms just, like, making fun of being drunk all the time and over-consuming alcohol, and that... It's just being on the other side of it as being a more sober by choice person and observing how other people use alcohol, even if it is for entertainment purposes or if they're making a joke about it. But it's just kind of this weird, like, again, subculture of like, okay, it's cool to get drunk and overconsume alcohol and let's make it funny to as, as opposed to like what is the deeper meaning behind the overconsumption of your alcohol. Totally. Yeah. And I do think it's crazy. I think like you and I have done so much like, 
personal work and mindfulness work. And so I, I definitely still like station. I are not against drinking station. I are not like never going to drink again. I just try to be really thoughtful about like, do I actually want to drink or, you know, X, Y, Z. And I find myself a couple times where I've been like, Oh, I just want to have a beer. I'll like be like, okay, you can have a beer, but like, let's sit with this and be like, do you actually want a beer? And a lot of times it's like, Oh, I'm just bored or like, Oh, I'm just anxious about blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to deal with it. And I think it's really, it's really fascinating. And I think a lot of people are probably in that same boat right now. And there's nothing wrong if you are coping with this via alcohol. That's, we're not judging you. Yeah, we're not <laughs> and here I to hope judge you. Guys you. Know that. Just, yeah. We are always just here to discuss how we all function in this world and what works for us and what works for you and that that looks very different for other people. And that again, we are coming from a place of not having a dependency on alcohol. So Mm -hmm. this is just more of our curiosity around why we enjoy sober living as opposed to needing to be completely alcohol-free because it's an addiction. And I think it's really interesting because I was just doing some research on alcohol use during this time and I saw from a recovery website something like a popular phrase in recovery is that the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety, it's connection. And I think I just want to take a moment because I think during this time, if you are struggling with alcohol from a point of addiction, that this can offer like a new set of challenges because it is so hard to find that Mm -hmm. connection and it can be so isolating and uh, more thoughts of anxiety and depression and things like that that lead you to coping with alcohol are more prevalent than ever. So just uh, we're always here to encourage those people listening that if you do think that it's a problem, that there are resources to get help. And a lot of recovery meetings have taken their meetings online and there's a lot of resources and things available to you. So we always like to make that little disclaimer because we are definitely coming from the like, yeah, we feel better when we don't drink. We're coming from a place of non-addiction. And that's totally different than if you are an addict. Yeah. And I do think it's just like, it's so fascinating going through this quarantine and seeing like, oh my gosh, like quarantinis is like the new thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Virtual happy hours and alcohol delivery services and all these different things. And then I saw this statistic that said that alcohol sales in the third week of March went up by 55% compared to last year. And so you just, it just is interesting to see this trend shift to when and like drinking was super socially acceptable. And now it's like, oh, well, now we're like in our houses and it just might be a different opportunity to be like, okay, do I like consuming alcohol or was it just because I was able to use it as an excuse to be social or a way to like take the edge off of social situations? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think the thing that like we're seeing a lot now, especially in regards to alcohol with quarantine, which who knows how long this will, I feel like when Stacia, I feel like when you and I recorded our first quarantine episode, we were like, oh, this is going to be like over by the time that like this uh, podcast yeah. is out. L-O-L. Yeah. When Callie listened to it, she was like, oh, it was so spooky listening to your pandemic episode because like it was just so different. So, and I know it was so different then. Crazy and we times. thought that was crazy. Anyway, I do think the thing that we're seeing a lot right now with people drinking in quarantine and just people being in quarantine in general is there's there's we all just have so much time and I say this as somebody who's in quarantine without small children if you have 
small children or just children and you're in quarantine. I know you are like so strapped and I, I if I can like help you at all, please let me know. <laughs> I like FaceTimed my cousin's kids the other day for like 30 minutes and she was like, I just need like some time. And I was like, I got you. I think we're seeing a lot of people who are in quarantine without children running into this thing of like, there's just so much time and you can only like watch Netflix and like play games on your phone. idle hands are the devil's playground. Stacia, (laughs) deep. But I think that's what we're running into is like there's just so much time and we as a culture are not really good, especially like people, millennials, Stacia and I's age, like we are not great at being bored. And I think that, like I know a lot of my friends are like, yeah, I was just bored. So I like made some drinks, you know, like Dan, my husband and I this weekend were like, we were so over watching TV. We were done playing video games. We, I had worked out for like a million hours just to fill the time. (laughs) We had played card games and we were just bored. Like, it's like, there's only so much you can do. And I know that again, that comes from a place of privilege, but I think that's where a lot of people are like, well, this will fill the time. I'm just gonna make some drinks or I'm just gonna like get drunk because what else are we going to do? And I think that people, are running into that a lot and I also will say Stacia to your point about like happy hour I think it's so funny how it's so hard for people to be like hey like do you guys want to just like hop on a Skype call and hang out but it's easier for whatever reason in our culture if you call it happy hour yeah you like, know let's uh, hang out and have a drink because that's how we socialize and it's like totally. maybe we should change how we socialize <laughs> also guys especially as you're doing happy hours at home I have done this so many times I've gone to like zoom happy hours and just had like a mocktail or like a seltzer and no one fucking cares no one fucking says anything and I think you know Stacia and I have found that a lot in our own like adventures and sober curious life is like really people don't care but especially if you're at home and you're not like in front of people ordering a drink if you just have something that looks like a cocktail no one's gonna say anything that's a really good point. I love that. I think that that's so important because that is part of the reason I feel like people end up drinking is that like societal pressure. But it's yeah, like, it's such a knows thing. that's just soda water. Nobody <laughs> knows. I saw an article that I'll try to refine and put in the show notes, but it was like, you know, 2020 was supposed to be the year of the sober curious movement. And there's all these like sober bars where basically they don't serve alcohol, but it's like everything else is like bar like popping up or like pop up bars where they like travel around. And it was like, this was supposed to be the year that a bunch of people, especially in like the health and wellness space, explored sober curiosity. And now it's like the opposite. Like you said, Stacia, people buying all this alcohol. And I know I had a lot of friends who were like, this is the year that I like also want to not drink for a couple months. And then I see them posting beverages at like 10 a.m., which is not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing, but it's so interesting just to see how this has shifted like all of our priorities and our habits. And yeah, it is something to do and it is a way to cope, especially like this is a very scary time. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. And so, yeah, I get people feeling like they just want to drink. Yeah. And I think that something and again, like as your leaders in mindfulness, ask yourself why you are drinking, just get curious. So as opposed to passing judgment on yourself or others. Mm -hmm. So if you are drinking, we are not here to shame you or make you feel bad, but just ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Is it because I don't want to feel bored or sad or anxious? Is it my primary mode of coping? Is it interfering with my activities of daily living? Like, just get curious and ask yourself these questions. Because I have friends that have a glass of wine every night. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't heard directly from them, but they are fine with that. Like, they don't feel 
anxious about it. They don't end up. So like for to each their own, when you make your choices about alcohol, I just know both Lizzie and I have experiences where like for me, at least like definitely I don't feel good after drinking. Yeah, but I don't also either. Drinking, drinking was a way for me to procrastinate having to like face my emotions and the reality of my life. And Mood. <laughs> Yeah. And it kept me from processing what I needed to process. And so just being curious with yourself, like, okay, is this like my way to avoid reality? Because you can only avoid reality for so long before like you actually are going to have to face it. And so it's just getting curious about your choices to drink, just like we said in the other episode, like it's all good. It's just if you want to develop more of a mindfulness practice around it, just get curious. Yeah, get curious. That's why we call ourselves sober curious. And like, I think Stacia and I are both on the same page of like, we probably will maybe have a drink again. I don't like, I'm not, not drinking ever again, just in this time in my life, it's been really productive not to. And also I will say, this is just a fact. This isn't like Stacia and I's opinion about being sober, but (laughs) alcohol does change your brain chemistry and it really messes with your um, cortisol and, you know, a lot of the stress hormones and things that kind of throw your emotions out of whack. So I will say if you are feeling like this time is really really, really hard for you emotionally or stress-wise, you might just want to get curious about your alcohol consumption because that was like, that's kind of for me, the biggest reason I don't drink is I noticed once I didn't drink that my anxiety like went to bed. <laughs> my depression, like good night. Even now, yeah, like my emotions are just so much more regulated and predictable. And I know like this is such a stressful, anxiety inducing time. Like I think just no matter what, you're going to feel stressed and anxious right now because it's really uncertain. But if you find that those feelings are really overwhelming, you might want to just like get curious about your alcohol consumption or notice how you feel after a drink like the next day or a couple hours later because for me that was I just my anxiety was out of control even though my drinking wasn't out of control I would have like a beer or two every night when I was drinking not every night but like if I drank I would have like a beer or two and it just made my anxiety like a mess like I I was a slave to my anxiety so quitting drinking for like the time being really helped regulate that and that might be something that helps you too so again just get curious especially if you're feeling like this time is just really really hard for you to deal with. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I think like if this were to have happened a few years back, I for sure probably would be drinking and like not from a healthy place. It would be for sure to like escape a reality that seemed too stressful to manage or bear. And so I just think it's really been an interesting time for me to explore like even more so it's confirmed with me that I don't need alcohol to make it through life and I don't need alcohol to make it through the hard times in life that I can learn healthier coping mechanisms for me because for me alcohol was a very unhealthy coping mechanism and so I feel fortunate that I've had the space to explore like you know what this actually is like a really good choice for me like I'm not drinking during quarantine and not like no I will not have a drink during quarantine but I'm just like no interest. Totally. And like, again, I'm not a saint. I'm like, I spent seven hours on TikTok the first time that I downloaded (laughs) it. Stacia texted me and was like, my screen time today was seven hours. And all I did was TikTok. I was on TikTok for seven hours. That's an entire work day. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like, I'm not over here. Like all I do is meditate and like levitate and feel good. And like, I've never coped with anything else in my life. Like I'm still coping with food guys. Like, okay. Oh my God. I ate so much pizza on Saturday night that yesterday I were recording on Monday and yesterday I was like, my whole body is gluten. I just am a ball. I am a pizza <laughs> at this point. Like we're not saying that we don't have unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think we're just asking you to constantly observe what your coping mechanisms are. And maybe you can replace one for the other. Like for me, I have noticed that I think if I were drinking right now, that would be like my evening activity. But since I'm not, I have a lot more time and also energy. And I'm not like, but you know, when you're buzzed and you're like, I'm going to do this thing. And then you're like, I can't do it because I'm a little bit drunk. Like, <laughs> Or maybe that's just me. Uh, but I have definitely, <laughs> since I've been not drinking, I have all this time to do all these like activities and hobbies that like, I think if I were in quarantine and having alcohol, I would like have the best intentions to do, but then like wouldn't really do them. So I've been doing like a bunch of watercolor and I've been tie dyeing like everything I can get my hands on. And yes. I've been taking all these online classes. Like it's just, I have found that I am able to fill my time in a productive way versus I know myself and I know, if I have one beer, all my plans go out the window, even if I don't drink anything else for the night. And then I feel like tired, lethargic. The next day I'll feel kind of gross. And then I'll also feel bad about not doing the stuff that I said that I was going to do. So it's just more productive. I notice for me. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I also think that like one way to kind of manage what to do with yourself and the time like I know it can for me a lot of feelings that have come up during quarantine have been like life feels futile like what's the point like Ugh, there's yes. this weird like cloud hanging over us that's like oh we don't know when this will end we don't know what tomorrow looks like even if this were to end like everything's changing and change is scary for people we yeah. don't like change so there's like for sure tons of just ah feelings coming up but I do think that one thing that has helped me a lot during this time is find ways to have purpose and feel yeah. useful and that's been something that's been really helpful for me, like hosting the live workouts every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Come work Do out Do it. With me. You'll be <laughs> sore forever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that has like given me not only a routine, but I'm like, OK, I'm here leading people. I have a purpose that is beyond just like whatever I can create for myself in my one bedroom house, it, whether it be checking in on neighbors, friends or family or being yeah. able to open up to others or just know that you can find support and reach out to people. But there is something to be said during this time when you don't know, when there's so much uncertainty. One of my recommendations is to do something that makes you feel useful and purposeful. Oof, such good advice. I also will say, and this has been a big challenge for me just in life, but especially in quarantine, is allow yourself, guys, to be bored. Allow yourself to yes. not be doing anything. I, Station, I've talked about this so much about our personality types. For me, I really struggle with not having something to do. And I've had to really confront and embrace that in quarantine. And I know a lot of people are feeling that too. Like, what do I do right now? I need to do something. It's okay to just sit on your couch. It's okay to not have something to do every moment of every day. And you can find things like Stacia said that make you feel really productive and really useful, but it's also okay 
to just let yourself be for an hour or two hours. Like yesterday I took a nap and I wasn't really tired, but I was like, there's not really anything to do. I don't really feel like doing anything. I'm just going to take a nap. And it was great. So don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to let yourself be bored. I think that's so hard for millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the instant gratification culture. We're like, what is boredom? I could just pick up my phone and be instantly entertained. Yeah, what is this? Um, Don't be afraid (laughs) to be bored and just to like not do anything to just let yourself sit in that. 100%. And I think, I mean, that's like, I feel like we should do an entire podcast episode on boredom because it's such an interesting phenomenon. And it's honestly, it's been like shown that your most creative and innovative and awesome things in the world come from being bored. And that when we don't allow that space for our mind just to not be engaged in something, that we don't create that space to allow those things to come into our lives. So like there really is something to be said about boredom. Like it's really not a bad thing. Like, yes, I think there's a difference between like boredom and melancholy where you're like Mm -hmm. just like staring at a wall for eight hours a day. Like I'm not recommending that. (laughs) Yeah. That was like me. You're like, I don't know how to not be productive. And I'm like, I don't know how to be productive. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just combine ourselves into one perfectly balanced human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also like explore things that you wouldn't normally do. Like Stacia is a really big walker and has so inspired me when I like don't have anything to do to just go on a walk. And I've been challenging myself to not myself as if I have multiple. Um, (laughs) I mean, I do. I've been challenging myself to not put headphones in every single time that I walk and sometimes just let myself go on a walk and have it be silent. Cause again, I'm like, Uh. oh, you're walking. You need to listen to a podcast or a book right now. And it's been so just pleasant and lovely mm-hmm. and yeah so Stacia you've really inspired me to like go for walks when I don't have oh, any like idea of what to do with myself and it's been so nice and I found all these really cool parts of my neighborhood that I didn't know were there yeah I just like play explorer for the day and go exploring obviously like it depends on where you're at in your situation like social distancing totally. but if you have the space to get outside and just walk around for a little bit I am a huge proponent of that and I think that you brought up such a good point that I don't think people do enough and it's like it's my natural state and way of being so like I just prefer silence so like <laughs> I do everything in my life in silence like no, I think I'm that's really so admirable used to it like I drive in my car and I don't listen to music Dan does that it's so crazy you guys are so crazy yeah. <laughs> so I think that's such an interesting point that you make like you don't always have to have two things going on at once. You can go for a walk and be present in the walk. Like, yes, I understand. Like if I go for a run, it's much more preferable with music because it does distract me. Well, and running is (laughs) just terrible. sometimes you don't need the distraction. (laughs) Right. Well, and also I think if you're, you know, drinking or listen, whatever your thing is, sometimes if you give yourself space to not have it, you're like, what am I trying to distract myself from? And then some really cool shit can come up that maybe you didn't realize. Like every time I go for a walk without like anything in my ear holes, I always come back and have like a really good idea of like something I want to do for myself or like a book I want to read or an activity or like something I want to talk to a friend about because I'm just giving myself the space to listen to my thoughts, which is it's I mean, it's like meditating, you know, like I I have a friend who leads meditations and she's like, go for a walk. That is a meditation. Like if you just walk without Mm -hmm. any distraction, you are meditating. So you're like the walking queen. Um, She was the walking queen. (laughs) Stacia's going to start singing. Uh, Yes, I've been trying to get you to sing forever. (laughs) 
But no, I mean, I, I hope that our, like, we're not trying to shame you if you find yourself drinking more now than you ever had in your life. You know, I think it's everybody's coping with the tools that they have available to themselves. But I hope that what you get out of this episode is that Stacia and I are inspiring you to try new things, to listen to yourself, to step out of your comfort zone. And also if you do feel like, like I know a couple of people who are like the first few weeks of quarantine, like drinking this much was fun, but now I like really hate it. And I don't feel like I can stop. Like if you are feeling like that, there are so many resources out there for you. Yeah. 100%. And don't ever be afraid to ask us any further questions or reach out for support from us. Cause we're happy to talk with you all. Like we love connecting with uh, We literally live. Here. For it. Yeah, yeah, we live for hearing from you guys. We flip out every time someone DMs us, even if it's like a spam DM. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, please know that you're not alone. And if you are struggling with drinking and not feeling great about it, hopefully this has provided you with some tools and we're always here for you. We're always here for you. Thank you so much for coming to our mini-sode. So fabulous having you here. As always. And hey, you got this.